Hi, this is Peaches, and you're listening to Friends of Dorothy. There's no place like home. <laughs> Welcome back to the pod. <laughs> Hello, my darling. How are you? You're Hi. looking absolutely stunning in what I can only describe as a, a sort of Kathy Bates and Titanic moment. <laughs> you know, I like some old 20s fashion, some plump redheaded lady realness. Yes, you shine up like a new penny to quote Kathy in that movie. Mm. What was her name? Sorry, this is such a, we're, we're, we're five seconds in and we're already on a, in, a, in a rabbit hole. What was Kathy Bates' character's name in Titanic? Francesca Delaware. Was it actually? No, I meant that up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so and you know what? Go me. It was. And you know what? We're moving on because you know what we're like when we go down a rabbit hole. Um, how are you? We can't get back out. It's so dark and full of rabbits. <laughs> I am good. I'm well, good. I'm coming so up. busy. We've always been talking about coming back out with this pandemic, which is just wonderful. But life has just grabbed me by the lady parts and has just thrown me against a wall of busyness. Which is but great. Isn't that brilliant? And we yeah. got to see each other last week. Yeah, well, it has its negatives as well. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making you laugh today, love. Yes, you are. You know what? I'm just delighted to see you because it was hard in the one, first one or two seasons. You know, we were recording a couple of episodes every week. But this one episode every three months really does a body good. <laughs> yeah, look how refreshed and revitalized I am. Mad hard. <laughs> So yeah, I actually, we actually saw each other in person. Mm-hmm. I went to Galway to Club Gas. What was that? Two weeks ago? I had a lovely mm. time, but we, we were very well behaved. Like, no joke, no tea, no shade. We were the most well behaved performers, entertainresses, whatever you might like to call us, in Ireland. To ever grace a stage. To ever grace mm. a stage. It was, it was Paddy's weekend. So I mean, mm-hmm. if there was ever time for us to go mental, but the two of us literally went on stage, did our numbers, and went home sober. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, in hindsight, I must say I'm I'm actually quite ashamed of the two of us. <laughs> I know, I know. It was a little disappointing. You know what? It was nice not to wake up dead the next day because we were both. I was working the next day. You were off after like a four day stint to my right. Yeah, I was, and you know what? I agree. It was sometimes it's actually nice just to wake up refreshed and not ashamed of yourself. Mm, exactly. Which does happen to me quite a bit. You know, the blacking happens. out does happen quite a bit. It does. And guess where I did a gig um, on Saturday. Where? Well, I went up to Mayo to do two gigs. One of them, a very public gig. It was a fundraiser <laughs> for our friends at Mayo Pride. Lovely friends. Did uh, Yes, shout out to everybody, all our friends at Mayo Pride. Um, we have the best time when we go to Westport. We can't wait to come back. But on Saturday, I did a private gig <laughs> with one Miss Mia Gold in Knock. Oh, no way. What? Yes. The, <laughs> for um, anyone wondering where Knock is, I mean, it is it is the most religious town in all of Ireland, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And Ireland's a pretty religious country. So myself and Mia went and um, I'm not going to lie, we were absolutely terrified. <laughs> um, and when we drove into the town, it was like driving into an actual episode of Father Ted. <laughs> like there was rows and rows of old women with their flasks of tea ready to do the pilgrimage. What's the pilgrimage again? Up the Up mountains? Up the mountain pilgrimage. Up the top of the... Croke Patrick. Oh yeah, Croke Patrick. Did you know that there is a church at the top of Croke Patrick? Mm-hmm. And a leprechaun lives in it. Yes, and a leprechaun <laughs> lives in it. But because Mayo Pride is, it has been taken off and now we're doing the drag bingos in Mayo, I thought we could find a rival <laughs> mountain and all the gays would do a pilgrimage and at the top of it would be like 
a gay club with a drag bingo. <laughs> I live. I live. And you know what? As religion continues to take a dive, <laughs> Knock is going to need a new something, a new unique selling point, shall we say. And I think that's it. <laughs> but myself and Mia literally like arrived in the town and you know in the car the the things to block the sun in front of you like we had to put those down. Like we were actually I'm not we've all done gigs in small towns and I don't want to shame anybody or not. We've all done the country gigs there. <sighs> yes, but we, it was quite terrifying just to see crucifixes and you know big giant paintings of Jesus Christ and Mary everywhere. We didn't feel at home. I would say that. Now, the the private gig was nice. (laughs) The private gig was nice. But on the way out, and we had to drive to Westport in Mayo, which is about an hour away, uh, we ran out of petrol. We were egged. We ran out of petrol. Oh, (laughs) worse. We ran out of petrol. (laughs) Is this a real story? This is all on my Instagram, my main feed right now. I don't follow you, I'm sorry. So on Instagram right now, yeah, there's a video. So we, we have we have to stop at a petrol station. Well, it was a petrol station forward slash supermax for anyone outside of Ireland. Oh, lovely. It's, 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 you could call it a chipper at best. You know, imagine an Irish McDonald's. Wait, are you trying to put down supermax? It's a national institution. You may as well just have like slandered panty. Well, um, no, supermax, supermax is one of those places. And I'm sorry if anyone listening is a fan of supermax or works there. Um, but uh, supermax to me has always been somewhere that, you know, when you're at, when you've nowhere else to go and it's the last thing open. Oh, I'm sorry we weren't all raised on caviar and finer things in life, darling. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just any old oh, the last shit. Time I, the last time, <laughs> there's kids in this country that are raised. Well, the the last time I ate in Supermax was actually the day after Mayo Pride during the summer with you and Annie Queries and uh, <laughs> myself and Liam B stopped at the side of the road. The only thing was there was Supermax. And I went in and I asked for a veggie burger and it took them 10 minutes to go through the back and rustle through the what was at the end of a freezer to dig out a veggie <laughs> burger. And it was the most disgusting thing. Anyway, so anyway. You see, there's no vegetarians in mayo. True. You can't be going to mayo for true, your vegetarian True, true. Yes, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of cattle. But anyway, good on her. Mia Gold got out of the car in full drag, pumped the car, went in, Paid, got a lot of stares, got a lot of uh, whistles, and the bitch worked it. And that video was on my Instagram. Oh my god, girl, I love me a gold girl. She has so much confidence. I would have been so shook. Like I was shook. Oh, I'd be dead on the side <laughs> of the road. I'd still be oh, no, there. She came out, and you see it in the video. She struts out, gets into the car, and she was like, "That was amazing." <laughs> But also like uh, You know And we went to like I'm just naming all the chippers We went to Apache Pizza The next night And um, <laughs> And there was just Literally just pictures Of like me- Straight men just fall for her They're literally just staring at her Like she has the figure She's so the, pretty like, She's so pretty oh, If I was day. skinnier I'd look a lot like her I hope she knows you would. that you When would. I lose this weight I'm coming for that bitch For anybody that doesn't know Knock is like a really is the most famous religious town in Ireland, and you you know a lot of people do a pilgrimage to the top of Knock <laughs> of Crookpatrick, and you know they pray and they do all of that. But the the statue of Mary there, like many statues of Mary around the world, people claim to have done something. Does she sing or tell someone a poem? Full of grace, full of grace. I think, I think. What she does is perform the soundtrack to Moulin Rouge. Oh yes, 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 yes. If you can, can, can. <laughs> But maybe maybe what we should be doing is like, you know, you know, like those musical statue people in town and, you know, you throw a euro and then they start yeah. moving. Maybe like maybe we should start doing that. That's pretty much what your performances are like anyway. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 
throw a penny, get a da- uh, get a dance. Is that what Mary did up there? She moved, like somebody thought she moved. Um, I don't know whether it was an apparition, and they are kind of um, honoring that app- apparition with a statue. I'm not sure. Well, Grace, well, Grace. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, that's a lot. I to don't go know on, if the it? statue moves or dances or cries blood. I hear someone mm. do as well out their eyes. Jesus, it's like that episode of Dairy Girls. Remember when the dog pissed and the oh. piss came through when they thought the statue of Mary was crying? Oh, our friends, the Dairy Girls. <laughs> well, listen, speaking of religious apparitions, it's our gay gay culture expert, Maximilian Foy. Yay. Max, welcome. Well, Grace! Well, Grace! Hi, I, I prefer to be called a religious icon. Oh. Like oh. A religious icon I am. I'm like the rosary beads. I do apologize. Uh, and do, you know what, do you know what's funny? I was listening there intently and, it, and would you believe it? I have my own Virgin Mary apparition story, oh. which is very true. Please. Um, Please. Candy Warhol, you've been to my house out in the middle of nowhere, the middle of Newtown Cashel in Logford, nothing but lakes and trees and desolation. Well, up the road, right, there is a a well. Sorry, I thought she was going to say up the (laughs) raft. Oh my God. (laughs) It's not that kind of a podcast. We apologise to all our Protestant listeners. Up the road, right, from my my house, there is like a well and it's a holy well mm. and the story is it's called Lady Well because Our Lady was meant to have b- appeared at it right mm. and what happened was back in the back in the old famine times just you in the middle of the night yeah it was just me like, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a blue shawl um, but what happened was back in like the 1800s apparently the, uh, the the really poor people right they were given out to the landlord because all they had was this little little old well where they used to wash the babies and get their water and the landlord was like oh out Irish, you're not allowed to have that well. So they built up a big wall. He built a wall, right, around the well to keep it away from the poor people. And wouldn't you know, Mary appeared to the poor people and made the well come up the other side of the wall. <gasps> Stop. There you go. Jesus, tonight. <laughs> I did, did like a prayer and then left. <laughs> Is it possible the locals might have moved the wall in the middle of the night, perhaps? Mm. Well, thank you for that little catch up on Max Million Foy's old Irish tales. <laughs> Is that actually like a, a, a what do you call it, an urban legend, a myth? Yeah, yeah, that's that's supposedly what happened. Why it's called? And do you want to know? Do you want to do something really funny, uh, Caddy? You would love this. There's uh, people go down and hang little trinkets on the tree beside the holy well. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like little childs of Prague and all hanging out with the trees. Oh my god! <laughs> I do. I do have an affinity with ch- uh, the child of Prague statue. You know, our good friend um, Glamo, Glamo Frowny. She does collect her uh, child of Prague statues and then turns them into different characters. I saw them on the weren't they on the cover of GCN or inside they GCN were, there and yes. um, yeah she she does them all up like little disco drag babies so ne- whenever I see a, a child of Prague I just think of Glamo and her transvestite <laughs> children of Prague the fabulous children of Prague <laughs> Maximilian Foy how is everything in your life and how's your week going do you know what it's going fine I'm, I'm slap bang in the middle of a big feckin' hairy midlife crisis at the moment I don't know I've been pining for the youth me youth, me 20s and early 30s, which is a long time ago. Uh, and very, very, um, I suppose, um, appropriately, um, we got the old lineup for Dublin Pride, which was very, very eye-opening to me since. Uh, our old pal Peaches uh, is going to be on Dublin Pride. And Peaches is, of course, uh, a big... Uh, 
you know, fixture of, of my youth. And uh, whenever I have a midlife crisis, I go for the Peaches CDs. <laughs> What's your ultimate Peaches album? Ultimate Peaches I love I Feel Cream is my favourite Peaches album. It's just like, it was just the middle of the dirty owl, heady owl, clubby days for me. <laughs> you know those like, the really, really messy, the really, really messy pre-drinking days. And you just throw that album on and it was just like rocket fuel. When we had no money. No, no money, rocket fuel for going to, to mother at all Downing hours. A, a Tesco bottle of vodka mm-hmm. we did. Jesus, tonight, how did we survive Doing it? shots out of the cap. One shot, then save it for later. <laughs> So yeah, that uh, I feel cream, uh, like you know, the, like the songs on that, like you know, Bobby Complex and I feel cream and Billionaire, which is absolutely fucking amazing. Uh, Trick or treat, it's it's just such a such an amazing album. And it's such a when I think of you know mad clubbing crazy days, you know, dressing up like a girl even though you're a guy and going to the club, like that's what I think of. So I was gonna ask you two lovely ladies, do you have an album like that? that left a young Kiki or a young Candy Warhol gay gasping the first time you heard it and uh, just absolutely lit up from the inside out. Like a sandworm. And don't say scooch. <laughs> oh my God, I got, I, got, I, I got immediate heartburn the second you said scooch. It just triggered me for a second. <laughs> Kiki. I See, I have a feeling now what's coming, but... Here we go. I know. Isn't this just turning into like a Madonna biopic recap podcast with me? I mean, I try to think outside the box, but like when somebody has such influence over you in your life, in your life, it's hard to. Well, go for it. What, what specific Madonna album them, like. um, was it for you? Okay, so the year was 1997, 1998. I was in the the local record shop in town. It was uh, more of a mm. CD shop, I suppose, and mm. um, I was yes. just drawn towards this album called um, Madonna's Greatest Hits Volume Two. So I didn't start with the, the, the classics I started with the volume 2 Okay, So this kind of led up from I think it was like the erotica era Up to music Just to mm. put it in context The darker, so, the darker clubbier yeah, stuff the Edgier, darker, very that, very her So that's what I uh, grew up with One of the first albums I bought And this is my theory in life So you know when they try and say that Like oh like you can't like turn people gay Or you can turn people gay It's not a choice It's clearly not a choice. What in this world made me go towards that album in the shop? Science? <laughs> Religion? Religion? But did you, like, I'm, I know the, the exact cover as well. And it's not really a cover that, you know, you would go, yes, I'm getting the vibe of this, this music. Like, had you heard Madonna's music before that? Oh, yes, exactly. That's the thing, I suppose. She probably would have been on my mind in some stage because in my grand's house, because we didn't have the channels, girl, you know the deal, okay? We weren't mm. in those houses with the channels. So in my grand's house, she had the channels. So that's mm. where MTV was and that's where the music yeah. videos were. And that's where I found the Madonna. Mm. Yes. So was Interesting. That, uh, that was, was that just before or just after Ray of Light? That was just after, I think. Like, did the greatest hits have yeah, Frozen sure and, that and was Ray of Light on it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was after music because music was on it, and Beautiful Stranger was yes. on it. Yes, yeah. I remember seeing all of those videos, <laughs> and those, that was my introduction into. Well, mm. I remember growing up, my dad would have, like would have played music videos all the time, and I remember the video to La Isla Bonita really standing out and really loving that. But yeah, then when I would have seen what's the one? Is it? 
What's the video where she has, um, it's like a really dark video. I think it's off the Ray of Light album and she has a taser gun. What it feels like for a girl. I remember that being one of the first music videos I saw and was like, oh my God, whoever the singer is, like it's dark. And then obviously as we grew up, we just see like that was just a little facet in her, in her discography. Yes. Yeah, but I always yeah, thought, thought it was strange album. where you're just drawn to these things as a kid. Like, I presume, what was yours? The Killers or something like that? <laughs> the Killers? The killers. the killers The Killers girl I was in I was in first year in college When that album came out No oh, darling yeah, Where am I aging you Jesus yeah, sorry. Nice. <laughs> Jesus tonight. You just aged You just added 10 years on to me there No darling <laughs> My album that You know what I had a good few albums growing up But I think the one that I was like Oh my god I am gay oh. Was Tattoo Oh Jesus 200 kilometers mm. an hour In the wrong lane Oh <laughs> my what god What a freaking up, title up. What an amazing title. Up until then, you see, I think I would have grown up with like ABBA mm-hmm. and like a lot of like Europop music. You know, like the, we spoke about that like before, like Lolly, Daphne and mm-hmm. Celeste, 18s, all of that type of stuff. And then I remember, like I would have been 13, 14, so what, like first year mm-hmm. in secondary school? Yeah, we got the channels and it was all the things she said started on the music video and I was like, what the hell is this? It was so dark and they were kissing and screaming and like in the rain and then I remember the controversy like when they were out like they were on every paper and like it was just everywhere and not gonna get us and I remember getting this album and lying down and pressing play and just like lying down and listening from start to finish and it just changed me I was like this is such it was just really cool music and I loved the fact that they were absolute brats like they were so controversial they didn't give a flying fuck and I suppose for somebody that was you know figuring out that they were gay, I knew that they, you know, like they were portraying Mm -hmm. being lesbians and stuff. So it was kind of cool to kind of like blare their music. I had posters of them kissing on my wall and I was just very like, they were just unashamedly Mm. queer. And I just felt, yeah, I felt really cool. But I have to say like their music, I still listen to today. It's just, I think whatever music you really love at that age, same with Madonna, same with Peaches, it just resonates with you and it brings you back. So yeah, tattoo. And I do think that they probably played like a huge role in you being the the strong lesbian woman that you are today as well. Yes, thank you. And obviously Madonna played a a very important role of you being the woman that walks around uh, Galway with uh, a taser gun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So you just mentioned Peaches is on the episode today, but this isn't her first time on the podcast. Um, if we have any new listeners, Peaches was a guest on season one. And what a night it was and what a dramatic night it was. Um, our dear Kiki St. Leaks signed out of the of the room. Her internet cut off and I and I had to ring poor Maximilian up and say, Max, you were talking to Peaches in five minutes. Come do the interview with me. And as a major, major, major fan, you almost had a heart attack. I, f- I feel like a make-a-wish child. <laughs> 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 Brittany walked into, walked into the room. <laughs> what a night. Oh, my God. It was probably best, though, that we'd, like, you weren't given a week's heads up. Oh, big time, big time. Because I, I, like, I would have... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I got a week. I got a. I got a week. He- weeks heads up for that fucking question that I asked. I tried to ask one question, um, which was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I was like, you take over and, and ask a question, but it took about five minutes for the question to come out. And I, if I do remember, she was quite hungover. Oh, she was. she was. She was struggling she was to like, listen. What the fuck is this guy? And like, <laughs> uh, you know when you did the thing and uh, you know how you're... Uh, oh, and you were... Uh, and you know... That happened and how was that? But that's, that's the thing when you're talking to somebody that you mm. absolutely love. You're one, trying to be mm. a serious journalist, which we are. Um, but two, also kind of name drop the fa- all these hints to kind of go, yeah. I love you. I know what I'm talking about. And it's really hard. It's very overwhelming. But um, we, we had did. a lovely time. And I, we're, before we move on, I'm gonna, let's play uh, a funny little clip. She spoke about where her phone was hacked. It was, uh, I could tell you a funny, funny anecdote. Yes, so, please. Okay, so, so around like June, June, like you know it was oh, we were gonna go there at the end of July and it was like totally like uh, just like pandemonium and um I got a call from Apple on my phone and but I answered it well I I, I mean Apple will never call you just so you know but I'm like Apple's calling me and they're like ma'am you're part of a um <laughs> you've been you've been you're part of a, a child porn ring that happens in South <gasps> in in Korea and in Russia and we have no to check way. your computer basically I was being hacked and I didn't know it I was like oh my god and they're like yeah we and they're like yeah we need to check your Amazon account and I'm like sure and they're like okay we got a screen share and basically they're just like stealing my Amazon account and then they're like okay uh let's look at you what you've bought recently and all I had bought was um sex toys oh my god you know like 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 double masturbators and like everything you know for like sculptures and and so i'm like no i'm sorry you're looking at this but i'm really not part of that child porn ring i swear because they're probably fucking freaks yeah they're like ma'am ma'am keep calm ma'am you know they were just trying to hack me but uh, apparently it was on my i have two phones and i had my american phone on because i was getting and and it came from america and when they realized i wasn't in america they hung up right away so uh, i was off the hook because i wasn't yeah but it was like let's go into your best buy account i'm like i don't have one they're like are you in america but it was just such a weird situation because i was like just working on like oh, apple's calling and then you know we yeah and then what's like wait no i'm not part of the child porn ring i just buy a lot of sex toys oh you know, so. if there is anyone to hack it is not beaches <laughs> so you can go back and listen to that and then this season uh, we spoke to her again, which is on uh, today's episode. And just like you said, so she's coming to Dublin this summer and she's celebrating 20 years of the Teachers of Peaches album. 20 years. Well, it, it, it's funny because it was it was due to be during the pandemic. You know, like like many things, like it's so funny that all of these 20, like I'm going to see the, the 25th anniversary of, oh, is the, the 30th anniversary of Jagged Little Pill in Manchester. And that's why I'm going to miss the concert. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss Peaches in Dublin. Well, I've seen Peaches like 15 times before. <laughs> so I think I'll give Alanis a shot. But isn't it crazy thinking about like some of our favourite songs, like not to go back, but all the things she said is 20 years next year. Like all of our favourite music growing up we're like well how does that happen it's too quick i don't like it's it crazy. a lot of a lot of my stuff, <sighs> stuff is turning 40 years old like like that all, all that are like yeah, touched by your rhythmics next year is is 40 years old which is crazy because yeah. i absolutely love that album no it's pe- it's people referring to the y2k like era like it's the 80s now is quite upsetting when me. you think about it like when we were in like we we're listening to the music in the 90s Telling younger people, you know, oh, why don't you listen to this? Is like asking us to listen to the music of the fifties. Ah, stop! Now. Except it's like Jesus Christ, in your mix. <laughs> 
It's like sweet dreams are made of, from the 50s. No, that is too upsetting. <laughs> well, look, for, there's only one person that's going to make us feel youthful and cool again. And that is, of course, Peaches. So let's go to our interview where I caught up with her about her new projects and what she's been up to since the last time we spoke to her, which is officially one year ago. So a one year anniversary chat with our dear friend Peaches. Let's go. Fancy, fancy year. I love looking amazing. Wow. Sorry, I'm a little understated. Oh no, you look amazing. The hair is the hair is incredible. So, oh, thank you. Who else would I dress up for at noon in Ireland but Peaches? Oh, <laughs> I know. I was like, good morning. I know because the last time I think we spoke was like it was like ten or eleven p.m. Yeah. Well, when was that? That was like October. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know who. Time is such a weird, you know. So strange. Yeah, I think you had just gotten back from like a really nice garden party or like a, a weekender, like with your friends. And, oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we went to a little house. So how's everything? Like, how have the six months been for you? Have you even noticed the time going? Um, Yeah. It's been, been, uh, it's been up and down. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But you were saying that Berlin had their shit together and like, like things were going well how's it been since then they were and now they totally don't have their shit together <laughs> and um things went downhill we were in lockdown since like basically december until last week last week i sat on a patio and had breakfast <sighs> how did that feel that was like the first time you know what after like five minutes i was like oh yeah well, whatever <laughs> which is <laughs> Which is horrible to say, but um, yeah, no, it was kind of like, oh, I remember this feeling. Is this really like what I'm craving for, you know, at the end of the pandemic? I don't I don't know. Just, yeah, you had to show a test yeah. to sit down and everything. Did you? And, yeah. But you know what? But my partner makes such good food that it's like hard to go out because it's like, oh, you could have made that. <laughs> but I guess it's the fact that nobody's making it and you're sitting outside and all that, blah, blah, blah. So at least you've had the two yeah. the each other. So you've gotten each other through. There's no bust ups, no fights. Right. We spoke to a lot of couples who broke up. Oh, well, there's definitely a lot of like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> difficult discussions which would have happened you know which are important yeah yeah Yeah. at least it's um at least it's brilliant to see that you've been able to stay creative because I think when we spoke the last time the last single had come out and then you were saying oh there's other stuff brewing and then I feel like in the last months like there's like this beautiful amount of like work coming out which is like really exciting to see so um like first off congratulations on Pussy Mask like that video that song the production like it's so good like well done I'm glad thank you where where were you like headspace wise when you wrote that well I was writing songs for the album and then I had this line like my you know my pussy scored so hard I gotta wear uh two masks or something and then I'm like wait a minute like this needs to come out right now this is like (laughs) this is a track this is not a line in a song in an album that's gonna come out next year where you know nobody's like needs to come out now and then I was just like that actually there's so much to build on that with all the you know pent-up pandemic of frustration and um the insurrection was you know right happening then and new abortion laws and I was just like okay well how can we not get it together when when um there's this you know global 
pandemic that that should uh, like once again say to us we are a global community let's get it together yeah. let's accept each other but we're not so so i just took you know the ridiculous situation and made it even more absurd so it was like my pussy flew off me and decided to have its own pandemic experience you know and experienced karens and experienced sneezing on dogs and, and you know <laughs> Fauci headbanging. Yeah, I, I have to, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's so much in the video, but my favorite bit is that Karen on the phone. <laughs> the pussy coming I love up. Karen. Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. How did that collaboration come with Leah Shore? Because the, the video's brilliant. Leah's just like, I don't know, she's my doppelganger mind. It's like, we did a, we did a collaboration years ago, um, not knowing each other. We were paired together. I was asked to, to um, tell an, a very animated story. That's what it was called. Just tell a story. So I told the story about roommates I'd had. Mm. And um, then I, I, you know, I just, I casually told the story and then um, Leah just took it and just understood the way I was telling it and how to, you know, just, just did this brilliant job. And so quickly. So when it came up for pussy mask, I was like, this is so descriptive and and this just seems perfect for, you know, her interpretation. And sure enough, like in two days, it was like, how about this? I was like, uh, yeah. Oh my god! Every little detail was so yeah, so on point. Yeah, she literally has something for every single sentence. But like you said, yeah, everything is so destructive. Like even like my pussy gets the credit, and like the credits came off. It was actually that's that is also my one of my favorite parts. We're just like yeah. I've noticed like obviously you said like interviews, yeah, like it's satirical and like it's funny, but at the same time there's so many layers to it Mm -hmm. as well. And I loved your inclusion of um, AOC and RGB. Mm -hmm. Where did that decision come to include them? Um, it was also like um. You know, I wanted to honor, you know, it was just like, of course, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had just died also. And then, you know, not honoring her death by waiting till the next uh, presidential election to mm. um, to um, elect a new Senate member, of course, so that they could bring it more to a, a Republican right. And so I wanted to like express my frustration with that and just saying like RIP and um, AOC was getting a lot of, you know, also mansplaining and Mm. uh, just, uh, you know, being pushed down. And of course she, she wasn't having it, but there was a lot of conflicts going on with that. And then also her, her very moving uh, video of the actual where she was in the insurrection, like that she was so vulnerable and telling us all that. So I just wanted to honor those. Um, yeah, those people <laughs> in these times. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Have you actually ever, have you actually ever spoken to um, AOC? No, no, I haven't. Okay, I have a feeling she would absolutely love you on that track. Like, that needs to be her theme song <laughs> if she runs for president. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Is that single, do you think, like a sign of like what's to come with the album? Um... I think it's just, it is an album. It's a moment. It was also a way of saying like, Hey, we're all going through these really tough times. We're totally frustrated, but let's, let's, let's have a laugh, not, you know, like on it, but just like, Oh yes, I'm so frustrated, <laughs> you know? And I just, I was feeling that way. And I want, and, and I feel like that's, that's, 
that's what I do. So I wanted to, I wanted to do that. Yeah. It, it helped me yeah. too, you know, because I wanted to produce something like that. That was, yeah. Yeah. Another thing of your uh, collaboration with Austin Young and Laganja and Willem and Alaska. Yeah. I died when I saw that. Like, how did that come about? Um, It was more like Austin put everybody together. Like he, that's who he wanted to work with. It mm. was like, um, yeah, it was, it was in uh, Edinburgh. Yeah. For an Edinburgh festival. And um yeah, so I just it just worked. It was so fun. It was so fun to hear them singing, you know, like Willem's like I really low. It was like <laughs> hilarious. And then um also at the beginning it was really fun to make this sort of really kind of um I wouldn't call it ambient, but but more like very um horror-like but but uh, spacious horror music. So it was really fun. Yeah. Mm. And a, a lot of those sounds were, were my voice manipulated. So that was a lot of fun to get the screams out. Yeah. Cool. But I've always kind of like considered you pretty much like a drag queen. Like you were like, you're always surrounded by drag queens. You're always like in amazing costumes. Have you always felt that connection to queens and, and performers? Um, I think it's grown. I mean, I, I really, you know, I didn't, I, when I first started out, it was just kind of like pure rawness. I didn't even wear makeup. I just got sweaty. My makeup was that I didn't shave my armpits or my 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 legs, and that uh, or, or you know, or I had like um, pubic hair sticking out. That was that was like my costume, and my, I would just wear really short shorts that were tight and cheap and pink, and um, yeah, just to kind of to that that already was a striking, strange uh, image. And then as time went on, I just started to like you know, uh, collaborate with, with people in costumes and use them and, and find a way to use them to um, help, help with my statements. And um, yeah. Even when Pussy Mask came out, I saw those beautiful videos of like uh, all like the drag brunches in America and all the Queens performing Pussy Mask. Did you see any of yeah, those? Yeah, they were great. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it's a fantastic. Yeah. I definitely feel like it's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely a community that I feel strong about. And, um, you know, it's like, of course. Did you see a huge difference in club culture and everything when you moved from like Canada to, to Berlin? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the way, I mean, I guess I moved to Canada in a time where it still didn't understand it's it's a electronic or dance potential. So when I moved away and then when I came back a few years later, there was these, you know, scenes, of course, and around the world. Mm. But when I went to Berlin, they just seemed to enjoy it on, on, on a level that wasn't just like this commercial branding, sell the vodka level, but it was just like weird parties where you just like jump through a window and then people are, are playing um, amazing, weird, you know, dance music, tech, techno music, whatever, just mixing it all together because the, the, there wasn't, you know, there were those big clubs like um, that, that were, you know, in bunkers and things like that. But then there was also just these weird, it's just normal kind of putting all these sounds together. I don't know, from what I've heard of Berlin, it feels like there's something probably happening every night there. Well, not right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been, which is so weird because it's probably this, the, the city, that city that you think will never, you know, of course it had to comply and that, that, that is, you know, without saying, but so strange, like for a while you weren't allowed to drink on the streets. 
not that I'm like an alcoholic, I need a drink all the time, nice but it's just like, with a drink. It's, it's chill. Like, especially around, you know, you just want to walk around with a drink or especially around Christmas time, yeah. you know, when you have your blue wine and you get it, you couldn't even, you you had to get non-alcoholic blue wine. And then all those stations were closed at nine. And it was just like strange things that you never think would have happened in Berlin, like, you know, curfew. And, but of course they had to happen, but you're like, I, I would never have thought ever, you know. Did you say there was a curfew? Oh, yeah. There was a curfew up until last week of 10 o'clock. I think that because we're slowly emerging from it and people have been so sick of being in for like over a year, they're just like, I'm done now. I'm going to sit in the park and I'm going to have a bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. No, everybody would sit in the park. And yeah, you, you, I think also, yeah, people were still doing it. And it wasn't like heavily enforced, but it was just that it mattered that it, it Hmm. people weren't selling it i don't know it was it was strange um yeah. but the parks are yeah. mental they're so so full and yeah and they're they're you know full of love yeah actually what about the when things start opening are you to think about uh, reopening the exhibition i mean i would love to oh i would love to bring, it, so maybe good. I bring it there <laughs> i mean i would love where where it's available it's in a container and it's all ready to go and um it's ready to go wherever somebody wants to put it up. It is ready to go. Can we please make yeah. that happen? Because sure. like, that would be so good. Yeah. It's it, yeah. It's an incredible experience. Yeah. I know. I'd love to see it. Like we've been looking at the pictures and the videos and we spoke about it at like the last time, but I would just love to see it in person. And I am. Um, so that would be great if I could tour or like you could bring it to another city. I know it's probably so much work and it probably couldn't tour. It has to yeah, stay somewhere for a while, but it would be great if you know somewhere. We could do it in my living room. We could do it in my back garden. We can set that. <laughs> Let me know. We can set that okay, right. You ready for for a seven meter <laughs> by nine meter, um, you know, double masturbator um, fountain? Great. I'm ready, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in. Put it in. Take it out. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on and talking today. This has been such yeah. a pleasure catching up. And um, again, I'm just like obsessed with the the single and I can't wait for the album oh, and great. to see you on a tour. You. It's going to be so good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for dressing up for me. You look amazing. You made my day. Bye. Peaches, everybody. Yes, yes, the absolutely yes. amazing Peaches. Um, Lovely. Good job, Candy. Thank you, my love. Of course, be performing at Dublin Pride uh, 2022, 20 years of the iconic album, The Teaches of Peaches. I won't be there, but I hope you are all there and you enjoy it on my behalf. And for <laughs> anybody... Uh, if you're not into seeing people live or listening, well, why are you listening to this podcast? But also, you can read uh, Max's interview with Peaches and a brilliant write-up about the 20 years of Teachers of Peaches in issue one of Dreaming Magazine. And actually, that interview is available online for people that can't afford it. Don't blame me, it's overpriced. Um, but listen, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, um, it's on dreamingmagazine.com. Yeah, we're like a one-stop fucking shop for promoting Peaches. But listen, we love her. Okay. Akiki said Claire's Instagram page, she's eating some peaches. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, why has why has nobody made a call me by your name movie montage with you know a pizza song? <laughs> that would be good. Anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, so it is that time of week where it is time to read a fan question uh, from one of our devoted listeners, uh, Maximilian Foy. Do you want to reach in and um, and pick one of the, sure, the letters? Sure, I'm reaching into me old. Right, Candy and Kiki. Um, as always, we've 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 ruffled rustled around and we've pulled out a lovely letter from one of our avid listeners, uh, a friend of Dorothy, if you will. And they've written mm-hmm. here in this letter. The beautiful handwriting is the first thing I'm going to say. Um, and the second thing, well, I I'm going to say is, dear Candy and Kiki, my name is Barry, and I am the proud owner of Barry's Bits and Bobs in Dingle Kerry. I'm a huge fan of the show and haven't missed one episode. Your weekend at Butlins with Michelle Obama being my personal favourite. She seems like great crack. I avidly listen to your episodes on repeat every day in work, so much so that I don't let my customers in until I finish an episode so I'm not distracted. Needless to say, my business is failing and my personal life is slowly crumbling down around me. With that said, I want to say congratulations on yet another astounding premiere. Every year, you really manage to pull it out of the bag and top yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings me to my question. My boyfriend Billy and I have been seeing each other for nine months and are still waiting to have sex. He is a self-proclaimed power bottom and is desperate for me to top him. (laughs) I've said that I want to wait for a special occasion, perhaps our wedding day. Although I have yet to propose. (laughs) Side note, do you perform at weddings? (laughs) I know that after nine months I should really go ahead and have sex with my boyfriend, but I must admit I cannot and don't want to. Not only am I not attracted to Billy, but I also don't fancy men. I'm straight. As I said in the beginning of my, as I said at the beginning of my letter, I'm an avid listener of the show, and from the very first listen, I was hooked. I wanted so desperately to fit into your fabulous world and have fabulous men. So I thought I would. <laughs> Let me do that one again. Oh god. I wanted so desperately to fit into your fabulous world and have tried everything to imitate you both. You got gowns, so I got a gown. You travelled the world, so I took out a loan and travelled the world. You sleep with fabulous men, so I thought I would too. But I just can't bring myself to have sex with him, and I can't break up with him because after nine months of promises. It'll break his heart. I hope I have not disappointed you. Desperate and Dingle, Barry. I mean... <laughs> so... I will say before we dive in, Barry, that was very long. Um, but thank you for the details. The devil is in the details, Kiki. The devil is in the details. But you know, it did lead very well to a dramatic reading, didn't it? <laughs> it did. I, was, I, have to, I have to say, and we're not making fun of you when we say this, Barry, but thank you for the length of that because... Any chance um, we can take just to hear uh, Max's beautiful voice, honestly, and um, Mm -hmm. it was stunning. And we're all fans of length around here. And we are, yes, yes. (laughs) Kiki, as somebody who has posed as a straight man for many of your uh, your life, Mm -hmm. um, 
Continue to. How does this sound to you now that it's flipped and reversed? Right. Well, first of all, I would. I I don't like Barry. Okay, so I'm coming out there. I'm getting off to a very negative start. I realise that, but that's who I am, and you're all just going to have to deal with that. Okay. So um, we got gowns. So he got gowns. Don't you dare think that mm. you can afford the gowns we can afford number one okay what was the this is what, true no actually yeah that's a very right. good point. what was the second yeah. thing he said something about travel the world mama travel the world traveling the world traveling the world, traveling the world. on ryanair i don't i don't think i don't think we travel the world on ryanair dear i believe we took we took ferries or fancy or things than ferries. We did take ferries because you don't, you don't, because you have a fear of birds. So we did get, um, we couldn't take the ferry everywhere. But didn't you say there was many a time, um, you know, when we'd be in the numerous villas that we were staying in and you felt, you said to me numerous Mm -hmm. times that you felt like you were being watched. Yeah. Fucking watched. Um, and I'm not just talking about the paparazzi. Yes. Well, it's a constant, constant feeling, really. Well, but yes. there was an extra, extra yes. feeling there. There was an, something extra. Yeah. There was something in the, the air. Leering. And it wasn't a bird. The leering. It's never a bird. Never a bird. I have that spray that I spray on myself no, that they're never allergic a bird. to. So it was never a bird. Yes. So, uh, yes. yeah, I felt there was leering eyes in us at times. And I wonder, is there a, a, a copycat lifestyle copycatter? Out there in the in in the name of or by the name of Barry. Hey, there could be. We I think we might have our. I think we might have our own inventing Anna. Um, oh. Uh, um. In our in our midst. Oh. Yes. Yes. Inventing Barry. Oh, and who is this Anna? You speak. Inventing Barry. Of you speak. Oh, that's an, uh, this is another another I know, day I for another morning message. She's <laughs> on Netflix. I get you. I just wanted to annoy you. <laughs> It's like, I don't have time for this. Um, no, I will say, you know what? I didn't think about it. I just felt bad for Barry. But now after, now that you've said all of that, now I feel I feel angry. And mm-hmm, poor Billy, mm-hmm. sorry. Turned perspective. Has changed, changed my all perspective. all about getting people critical yes. thinking. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and poor Billy, I'm sorry, nine months of being strung along. I, was, I mean, I listen. Was, I didn't try to judge him. I was just trying to go for some practical answers here. So I think what Billy should okay. do, right, is, do you know what? Find a position... Where, where he doesn't have to look at his partner's face and position a lovely mm. picture mm. of some dream mm. boat like Peg mm. Sayer or Susan Boyle in a nice mm. place where, you know, he can just get in an eye shot and, you know, start up the engine there and sure, before he knows, he'll have, he'll have, a, he'll, he'll have a satisfied uh, sham boyfriend. You've just given me a little idea there now and, you know, as much as, Barry, as much as you ha- are, are indeed a huge disappointment to the three of us, um, we also do take private bookings because he was asking us about the private bookings. What about a Friends of Dorothy ASMR episode to guide him through the deed? Yes, do you know what? Here's even more so than that. Because you've, you've a beautiful voice, Max. Why don't... What's the name of the boyfriend? <laughs> Billy. Billy. What's Billy's boyfriend's name? It's Barry and Billy. Barry and Billy, okay. Barry and Billy from Bits and Bobs. Hello, keep up. Send Barry or Billy, whichever one is the fucking boyfriend. (laughs) Why not send the boyfriend a nice hamper Mm -hmm. of your finest gowns and used wigs and have a little bit of role play and then everybody's satisfied. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I mean. But I don't feel satisfied. And neither does Kiki. And you know what? Now I've gotten an extra idea because, you know, myself and Kiki have to obviously think of a way how to incorporate ourselves into everything. Mm-hmm. Business women. Um, and, you know, and the press has been a bit slow this year. Um, <laughs> no offence to Kiki. Um, but what about we book them a nice little getaway for the weekend, right? It's on oh. us. And um, we plan it. 
it's a it's a mystery weekend away. Billy and Barry are are set up, you know, a nice little four course meal. Then they have to go upstairs and they're about to do the deed. And then the three of us crash into the room with a television crew and we expose Barry. <gasps> yes. Get RT on the phone. With the letter in hand. With the letter in the hand. The scarlet letter. With the letter and in hand. Have, and we'll have... L- the scarlet letter. And living with Lucy will be able... To, will be there with a And living with Lucy. <laughs> Guys. I mean, that, that, could, that could be a good little yeah, partnership. Um, living with Lucy will be with us with a microphone and she'll expose us with Timmy. On the other hand, what if they stayed together and had kids and then they'd be Billy Barry kids? Mm. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's where Billy yes. Barry kids come from. Maybe that's how the Billy Barry kids began. <laughs> Billy Barry kids. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we should let the listeners Yeah, vote. why don't we let the listeners decide? Let's do a poll. Should we ruin this uh, these two men's lives? Should we send them a recording or should we send them a hamper? I know which one I'm going for. Sign in now, vote now, at Friends of Dorothy Pod on Instagram. And um, and let us know what you think. Phone lines are open. Phone lines are open. And we will check back in with you next week, everybody, and let you know which one we have decided to go with. Okay, so thank you. Oh, Exciting time. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, another another incredible episode, highly produced, highly, highbrow art. Uh, you're lucky to be listening. Highly recommended. Highly recommended by our mothers. When you, when you spend six months working on, on each episode, this is the type of thing. the quality. quality. Yes. This Ladies, is have a lovely weekend and I'll see you probably in fucking six months when we record episode three. <laughs> Bye, ladies. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> We've been the friends of Dorothy, Candy, Mess and Kiki. See you next week.